0: Hearing no objections. Yes. <laughs> going once and sold.
1: <laughs> On with the show.
0: Uh, let's see where your volume's at. You need to come back up a little bit. I turned you down too much last week, which is something I've never said before. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! 353 palindrome episodes. I love them. I'm going to continue to love them. I'm going to mention them every time hello jj hello michael how you doing i listen to you both with my as a new man
1: (laughs) i was gonna say andy look look real close and tell me how many fingers am i holding up i can see them
0: through the internet it's four
1: (laughs) close enough yeah (laughs)
0: because because if it's two i could just say it's my double vision
2: this is an (laughs) audio podcast Uh, that's confusing uh,
0: uh, yeah (laughs) somebody said something really funny this past weekend um uh, we'll tell you why this is funnier in a second but we were at a uh, brunch as you do on the weekend of easter often um and someone at the the brunch said hold on i can't see you so well i'm having trouble hearing you what <laughs> <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> that person was not me who was having a little bit of trouble seeing. Uh you guys I got I'm I'm I've joined Cyclops. I got laser eyes.
2: I think I the Cyclops eyes. the lasers come out of his eyes. How do you yeah, know, did, Michael? Did they do that to you? That seems problematic. There's uh, there's a whole lot of Cyclops stories about how that's a problem.
0: It is. A, yeah. Uh no. Uh it's interesting. Uh that uh, elective laser eye surgery is pretty interesting. It's not going to be for everybody, I'll tell you that.
2: So it was an experience. Yeah, explain yourself a little bit there. I mean, I don't need you to explain what happened. You got the laser eye surgery, we get it. But like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you mean it's interesting?
0: Uh I mean that it's pretty much makes v- It makes a lot of sense and very little sense at the same time what happens, right? Like, it makes a lot of sense if you say, well, the eye works this way and we can douse parts of it in lasers and then make it do something else,
2: right? Uh, I mean, aren't they using the lasers to, like, change the shape of the eye such that you... The whatever the thing about the problem with focus is that yeah. the eye is a yeah. weird shape basically. So I guess, I guess the easiest
0: explanation I've heard for like kids was hills and valleys and some eyes have hills and some eyes have valleys and you can, you can correct the hills pretty easily by using lasers. Um, that's a very gross oversimplification of what they do with all this <laughs> stuff. Uh, but the system by which that happens is, I think, fascinating and terrifying at the same time. And I think that's what I mean by it's uh, it's kind of crazy and wackadoo and interesting and and scary all at the same time, right? Like, it made sense when the surgery was invented, when they were like, well, first we're going to use a scalpel and slice the top of your eye off. Then we're going to shoot laser beams in there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and yeah. now it's like, okay, so there's this one machine and that machine's going to use a laser to like get us access to your eye. And then the other lasers are lasers that are tracking the inside of your eye. And you just stare at this green light while things go in and out of focus. And it's almost like doing an eye test that kind of hurts a little bit. Interesting. It it really like between the numbing drops that they put in there, we're not going to talk about after, but like in the, in the surgery time, between the numbing drops they put in there and the and the like Xanax they give you to calm you down.
2: Uh yeah, I was just going to say it probably is pretty weird. I I've had to do like I've had dental surgery before. Yeah. And they give you some stuff, man, and Yeah you're having a great old time during this. like, <laughs> whatever. It's just, sure. Some stuff is happening here, but I'm, I'm all right. Currently yeah. and afterwards, maybe you're less. All right. Yeah.
0: Um, it really, at a certain point, it felt so clinical and so easy for them. It was almost like, what is this? Like, w- this is, this is surgery. This is like a thing you're doing to change your body. It's, it's, like, even more permanent and, like, life-changing and possibly damaging to you than things like, you know, tattoos or whatever else you could do that's permanent, right? Um, but, like, it really felt like you just sort of sat down for an extra long eye exam where they were like, Oh, we got to do a few extra tests where we numb your eyes and push down on you a little bit. You'll feel a little pressure, you know? That, yeah. to me, is kind of nuts compared to, I think, what it what it's often... Like described as now later on in the day when things start to burn and you can't do anything about it. uh, It's not so fun, but that's why they give you sleeping pills.
2: I'm fascinated by this. Uh,
0: (laughs) I knew you would be, which is why I brought
2: it up. Did they tell you like any of the drawbacks? Like, did they talk about any of that before you went through with it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a bunch of
0: uh there's a list of things that could happen, may happen, will happen but will usually get better, etc. So like if you have there's a huge list. So if you have a specific question.
2: So I'm talking about like the long-term effects because I I know lots of people who've gotten these laser eye surgeries and you know my personal prescription is pretty slight so it seems like sort of pointless.
1: Mm.
2: And the the thing that I have started to encounter for people that I know that got it a long time ago mm-hmm. now are running up to the, oh, no, I need glasses again. <laughs> ah, so they do talk about this. There okay, are two the thing I was curious about.
0: Yeah. So there's two versions of this problem. One is correctable and the other is a life thing that happens. And the correctable thing, um the specific company that I went to says, you know, if it's a problem with your vision like your eye changes and you need to have it corrected again we will correct it again
2: Hmm.
0: there is a life thing that happens to you at some point past your 40s where your eyes have trouble focusing close and there's just nothing you can do about it
2: i think it's uh theorized to be like a muscle thing with the way your eyes have to move the lens to focus or something Uh,
0: so i think
2: it's called getting old yes and it is why people call it that
0: (laughs) they cannot correct that after it starts to happen to you and it is not a byproduct of the laser surgery it is a byproduct of getting old and it is not necessarily fixable there is if people's vision is extra bad they can try and do a thing where they like laser one eye to be close and one eye to be far and do that kind of wackiness but most of them are kind of like just get reading glasses man you know <laughs> um,
2: you know you're now old wear reading glasses yeah.
0: old guy uh, yeah. so that's the two issues and a lot of people that, that are our age that got it you know um i have met people that are our age that got it somewhat irresponsibly like 15 20 years ago right like yeah. they tell mm. you to wait a little bit longer than that uh so uh, the
2: the people that i know two of them are a bit older than us yes um uh-huh. And they got it when it was relatively new. Yeah. And one of them now is back to the point where he's like, yeah, I'm getting like, I have contacts again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, changing? Yeah. 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 Exactly. They, they like got worse again. And it's like, well, you know, so and he's s- like,
0: if it's not a problem with just the muscle, um, they, they would correct it again um, because it, your eyes would change roughly the same way. Right. You're not going to go from being nearsighted to being farsighted. Really? Um, yeah. well, I guess technically you do if you need reading glasses, but I'm talking about like if your eye changes the same way it changed before and, um, it needed correcting again. Um, the other crazy thing I heard this weekend actually is for people that are older than us that are starting to get like cataract problems. Um, the new lenses they're putting in for those cataract replacements are, they can be bifocals.
2: Oh, that's Wild. It's so like straight up, it has the bifocal in the lens. Yeah, it's in. like, hey, you're 65,
0: you have cataracts and reading glasses. Do you want a bifocal instead of just replacing this lens? That's pretty wild. That yeah. I heard, and I thought that was nuts. And the same place that did this does that surgery. I was like, holy cow. That's...
2: I also heard, and this is who knows if this is how like, advanced this is, but for cataracts but is cataracts the one where it clouds
0: yeah where your your lens inside your cornea clouds over or gets deposits or there's like different types of cataracts
2: so uh, apparently there is in it's in some stage of work but this guy i was talking to about lasers was talking about this that if they you have certain kinds of this cataracts there are in trials drops yes i heard about this that clear it, like you have cataracts and then you use these drops for a certain period and then you don't have cataracts anymore. Oh, interesting. Which yeah. is like, what? It's like, yeah. are they putting acids in your eye or something? It just like burns it off. I'm like, what?
0: I don't know how it works because that lens is not, is not accessible from the outside, but I heard about that as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, anyway, I, the I future for eye stuff, stuff is pretty is fancy. And crazy you
0: know what, now. while we're talking about this, uh, they also in um Washington, I think it was no Oregon in Oregon, this past week, they released a story about eye stuff uh a woman that was blind. they did like gene therapy to her, and now she can see that's wild, whoa uh hey, not not up. like not like from blind to twenty twenty but from like effectively blind to like i can see and get around my environment now
1: that's crazy that is
0: pretty impressive yeah um shout outs to that team holy cow the the future is bright for eyeballs man
1: unintended
0: (laughs) it's true guys after that surgery uh i have i've got to wear sunglasses for a little while for sure
2: the that is future awesome. is, and the outside is so bright that you can't
1: worship. <laughs> present, present so bright.
0: Yep. That was my experience uh, over this past weekend, mostly. Uh, I did mention we went to a wonderful brunch, wherein I could see most of the time, except when I had to put all these drops in. But uh, my brunch was wonderful. I heard there's some other food
2: stories to talk about. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first, Michael? Uh, you can go first because I want to hear about your experience. So I, I have two separate uh, things to talk about here. I guess uh, we'll talk about the, probably the one Michael is interested in first. Uh, this past weekend, we went to a crawfish boil. Yeah.
0: All right. Hosted yeah. hosted by a friend of the pods.
2: Yeah, friend of the pod. Uh, it was uh, his son's birthday. So, I guess he decided he wanted to do that for his birthday. Great. Okay. Love this kid. Yeah. A, a pluses <laughs> plus down
0: decisions. the line.
2: Uh, yeah. So, uh, we headed out to Temecula where they were hosted it. And uh, we were going to go see my parents anywho. Uh, and that just, you know, it's not exactly on the way, but it's not no. not on the way. It's not it not on it. the way. So, uh, we did it. Uh, we went up there and hung out with him. Uh, a bunch of friends came up. And his family were all super nice, uh, and there was a whole big spread of tons of food. There okay. was uh, Asian style ribs, uh, which were I I don't know if his mom or grandma made those, but man, those were good. Um, obviously the the star of the show, the crawfish, mm-hmm. it done in the for folks who've never I don't know how many people, I don't know how popular crawfish are out here in California. Not very they're harder to find so
0: yeah yeah fresh crawfish i mean yours were I mean, flown in from louisiana literally flew
2: them in from louisiana yes yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, overnight yep if and, they're the same uh, place
0: they were from before yeah
2: I he loves that place so i will yeah, assume yes I'm sure they were <laughs> uh you know they, they they look kind of like a lobster but they're a lot smaller
0: yeah a little except bit. like except a shrimp uh,
2: lobster. Sh- lobster yeah 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 really the, the part that people eat mostly is in the tail uh, but there is some stuff you can get at in the head if you're uh, you're into it. Some people are not. This was the first time I had seen crawfish with claws big enough that you could get meat out of those. Whoa. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. I had never experienced that. Is that common? I don't know. No. I think they got to get pretty big for that
1: to ever well, seem some- that to be worth it
2: yeah is it, the thing is like, it's like the first of the season maybe are that big i don't well, know no. so uh, maybe i guess i he said that the season is starting to end over there apparently oh huh. like he got a deal on these in terms of like you know there's grades of them or whatever yeah, yeah he was able to step up a grade for the same price from the bottom grade to the middle grade and paid nothing essentially for it
1: oh huh. oh wow okay
0: Yeah, the grades are, like, uh, how well they
2: pick through and somewhat how big they are. Like, I think you kind of just get a kind of get the sizes that you get. But mm. there were so many of them that were, like, some of these claws, you know, not we're not talking crab claws here. Like, not (laughs) not that big, but definitely big enough where, like, you could break them open and, like, suck a little meat out of there. And there was a you know, it was a bite. Nice. Um, Which was I had never ever in my life seen. Nice. Um, yeah, cool. and just went, like, went ham on a whole bunch of these things. That's uh, a fun time, just hanging out and having a beer and stirring a pot of boiling whatevers. <laughs> Part of the fun of that is
0: just chilling while it all cooks. Uh, yeah, sure. totally.
2: Yeah. The thing that uh, I was most impressed with, which like obviously this works, but I had never occurred to me at all, um, is using a cooler to keep things warm. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. You just dump the, like, you know, because the pot is big, but it's not big enough to do, like, three batches of crawfish and vegetables and shrimp or whatever, right? But you can't just, like, take the potatoes out and set them out. They'll be cold. They're going to get cold. It's going to be a while. So you dump them, you know, you dump all the soup out, obviously. It drains through this basket that has all the holes in it. Mm -hmm. You dump them in, like, an, an ice chest, and you just keep it closed. And then genius. by the time, then you do the crawfish and then you dump those in the ice chest, and then you do the shrimp and then you dump those in the ice chest, and then it's all just hot. And you stir it all up with a big paddle, and mm-hmm. then scoop it out into trays and eat it. It's like Insulation. the most genius. That, I, of course <laughs> it works. Of course that works, right? Of course. Obviously, yeah. it keeps things cold. It obviously could keep them hot. Duh. But like never in your would life, I have right? that? that <laughs> would that have occurred to me to do? Like duh. But like oh yeah. So. Anyway, super fun time. Uh thank you uh for inviting us out there. We had a really awesome time. Uh he and his wife uh and all that was a really, really cool time. And then we went and hung out with my parents for uh for the Sunday and you know got to see some of my cousins and
0: the holiday. Had a good old time. Nice. All right. Raw fish. You also had another uh crazy experience.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know how much I could go on about this for like an hour if you guys want to. I don't know what. I, don't I know have how yet much to we eat. Like Go on about this.
0: I, let, let's just set the stage for a second. Michael, have you ever eaten in a I restaurant with a Michelin? <laughs> have star? <laughs> have you ever, <laughs> eaten? Have I ever
1: eaten? Yes, in a restaurant. Yes, that has a Michelin star. No. No. I, Is that I, really also, true? I, I also I also do not
0: believe. I don't believe. That I have, I have never intentionally gone to a restaurant that has a Michelin star. I cannot say if afterwards they received one. However,
2: uh, uh, I'm gonna go knowingly have not attended. Orange County, I feel like you must have probably been to one without knowing.
0: Mm, how many Michelin stars are really in this area a that are not
2: lot. expensive? Oh, well, they're expensive. all expensive. That's yeah. like. Some of the, so, uh, okay, we'll set the the stage. Uh, yeah. We went to a restaurant uh, in San Diego uh, okay. that is not just one Michelin star, but three. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a top lot. Of the, top that, of the food chain. That is the top of the food chain. We're talking like French laundry level, if people know uh, other ones, or per se used to have three. I think they're down to two now.
1: There are only, I think there are only a half dozen ah, in California. I have yeah, been they're...
2: to two on this list. Yeah, I, I was fairly confident that you had been to some, Andrew. And I now, they're not like everyday experiences. Obviously. They're
0: starred. They also have lists, right? Like they have the Michelin list and the Michelin star.
2: Yeah, they're, stuff like Gourmand is going to show up on there. Right. So like Heritage is on the list, Heritage Market. Right. And so I don't, I'm trying to have a star.
0: I don't think they have the ones that I have. Yeah, the ones I've been to, I do not believe have a star. I'm trying to find out. Okay, you keep going. I'm working on it.
2: So uh, the restaurant in question here is named Addison in San Diego. Uh, there are only about a half dozen in California, and actually, Michael, I looked up this list not long ago. There are not many more than that in the entire United States.
1: No, there aren't. There's like the US one or do two in New York. Many.
2: There's like two in New York. There's yeah. like one in D.C. There's one in Chicago. There's like six in California. That's yeah. it for the country. And, you know, like Italy, the entire country of Italy has like five. You know, the entire country of France has a few. Japan right. has several. Like, that's it. Um, this is the most over the top. Anything you can ask about related sure. to food. The yeah. service was over the top. The food was over the top. The prices were over the top. Everything was crazy. <laughs> um, it, I the way I explain it to people uh, that I've talked with it about is it is a once in a lifetime type experience. Mm-hmm. Not only because of the cost, but maybe also because of that. But also
0: because but, of the cost.
1: <laughs> well, well, because no. of
2: how few of them there are and how well, difficult they all are to get into. Yeah, we made this reservation in December. Right? For like April, yeah. basically. Yeah.
0: So there's only three restaurants in Orange County that have a single Michelin star. There are a lot of B.B. Gourmand and listed restaurants. And I have been to the B- some of the B.B. Gourmand restaurants.
1: Yeah. So I I was just looking at the list, too. I have been to one uh, one star in L.A. I forgot that uh, Aust- um, Osteria Mozza.
0: Oh, a star. I have been to uh, Osteria Austria Moza as well, actually, yeah, there you go. Does that count if you've been to pizzeria moza though uh
1: Austria moza is a separate there they share a building at least yeah. in, in mm. one of the other locations I don't um, know but they are two separate restaurants, okay, well, then no, I still don't count because
0: I only been the, to pizzeria Moza.
2: There are a surprising amount of sushi restaurants that have a star, that yeah. you yes. may not realize and it's like well, you spend a lot because it's sushi anyway, but you are at a place that actually has, like, a star level of service. Um, yeah. They typically are the ones that, like, what? only do omakase courses. Anyway.
0: Yeah, the 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 thing that gets at the star is also the experience, right? Like, what you 100%. found oh, in yeah. this, in 100%. your, in your uh, experience here. Yeah. At a three so star.
2: This, this place, uh, Addison is the name of it, if you guys want to look it up. It is a nine-course menu. There isn't... They don't okay. give you a menu. You don't have any choices. You get what the menu is today. Chef's right? tasting. Uh, they don't even call that. It's the experience. It's just she- yes. yeah. It's
0: just the chef's plates,
2: right? Uh, they do have upgrades though. So like they have a luxury course if you want to spend more, uh, and oh. then they have wine pairings which you can also buy, which are more. Okay. Um. But you don't have to do those things, and I'm the food is going to be great. Whatever you choose to do, so don't worry about it. Is what I would say. Okay. Uh, they do tell you though, like, hey, if you choose to do the wine pairing, it's basically going to be you know across nine courses. You're getting nine separate pours of wine. Is going to be the equivalent of about three full glasses of wine. Um. So we split one, and, <laughs> yeah, and they would do that, right? They would that's split. A good way to go. The pour. Uh, It still ends up being a significant amount of wine, but at least it's like more manageable um, because you also don't want to like get drunk and like not be able to taste this like unbelievable food. Sure. Um, So I I don't even know where to start. I I don't know what you guys want to know. I'm like I it's it's it was just such an unbelievable experience. I don't know. Was the
0: experience better than the food? That's what I want to know. Hmm.
2: Sometimes, yes, but I would say that the food was as good as well, right? The you know, the thing about a restaurant, like, it, it, we've all been to restaurants, right? You order a bunch of stuff for your, you know, your your table orders, all its plates, and, you know, they come out. If the restaurant really has it together, they bring a big, a big plate with all your things on it, and they set each one on your table in turn or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have it together, sometimes they'll just bring out a plate and then go back and then bring out the other plate and then go back or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is normal. This does not do at a at a three star restaurant. No, 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 no. No. The big plate comes out being carried by a person on like a giant tray. Right. And that person just stands there. Waiters materialize from you don't really see them where I don't really understand where they come from they take the plates and they set them down simultaneously on your table ah okay and then uh from the correct side behind you uh wherever they're coming from uh and then uh they you know take you know whatever was there uh whatever was there had already been taken away they uh set the dish up because sometimes there's a little setup involved and then uh all of them except one walks away and the one then presents the course and talks to you about it they're like is that, this is this thing and here's what it is the here's the flavors and here's what this is and how it was prepared and blah 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 and you can ask you, questions
0: if you don't have this level of service
2: are you prevented from a higher grade of star oh yeah 100% this like kind of part of the service is some of what you are paying for with those higher so, stars but, for sure
0: but like if someone just had the best sushi ever on the planet but they it's just a little table bar and it's the one guy and he hands it to you over the counter he's never going to get higher than a one star right is that what we're saying here
2: i i don't know what the exact criteria is okay but you need to the service is included as part of the star rating got it okay so you know i have been to multiple one star sushi restaurants and you know you sit at the bar and the chef hands you your dish and it's amazing that's it (laughs) you know like there's no like discussion about it they don't have to like have a person explain the food to you right sure um Mm -hmm. but similarly you know when you're doing a nine course menu each thing here is like two bites if maybe it's one bite right so the courses are not big because you have nine of them firstly (laughs) but like the you know, they they sort of talk about this, that they really it's about it is an experience. And then each plate and each bite is an experience of food, right? You're going to eat this. You're going to have all these flavors. You're going to be like, oh, this is so interesting. And then you're done. And that's it, right? That that is meant to be the course. So it's a really like and and then also like not only that, but the food on the plate is also like the prettiest art piece that you've seen, Right. The dessert uh, ha- is like a little chocolate bar thing, but the uh, instead of just putting like caramel sauce on top of it, the caramel sauce is uh, like made out into a a lace that is like bent and like curved around the thing as though it is like a ribbon around a package or something. I think I might be a one star guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's very over the top. Very.
0: Um, I I like this idea, this like generationally disappearing level of service at a restaurant. And you can still find it at like steakhouses, like old school steakhouses in L.A. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But even then, it's it's kind of disappearing. I kind of get why that stuff needs to be highlighted a little bit. But some part of me just cringes at the like I, I want to feel some amount of value, which you shouldn't want to feel going to a Michelin star, I think.
2: I, I mean, I, I think the, yeah, I don't know what you mean by value. I, I think there's a lot of value here, right? It's just a, you know, like I said, it, it's an experience, right? The f- I think it's hard the to, the experience.
0: it's hard to feel value when you see
2: one, one slice of steak on a plate. Oh, dude it's not hard. and then you taste that steak you're like yeah. oh this is why this is so much better than everything else
0: yeah that's that's the that's the part that i would need to get over right like right. i'm saying it's like, a personal oh,
2: failing people talk about a5 wagyu but they didn't know and now mm-hmm. you know right mm-hmm. um you know it is just a it, like i said it is something you you should do once and then you can now say that you have done it and you're good mm mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um very cool similarly right like the menu doesn't change that much probably right so like if you went back like the next week maybe some things would be different just based on you know the ingredients they could get or whatever but i the service part of it which was also you know part of the experience that's going to be the same Mm -hmm. yeah so you know yeah okay anyway did you have a did you have a favorite of the courses um I mean, I think that that uh, that wagyu steak was probably probably my favorite. Your one sure. your one slice of steak uh, surprisingly big. Uh, steak. Oh, good for, for you. How You're for them. Hey, we paid for it. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. Uh, but you know, like Andrew, where are you yeah. going to get them to take black truffles and just grate it tableside all over your food? Uh, literally nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get that here. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, that truffle course was really good. Um, My wife's favorite course was a. I don't know how to describe what it was, but it was like. Rice, a, a like a very small like cup of rice hmm. with a, a cheese and sesame seeds on top with then like a huge dollop of caviar on top of that. It was pretty awesome. Oh, OK. Also. Yeah, I all of the courses were good. The appetizer is like five tiny little bites. The dessert was kind of a similar thing where there was a bunch of little bites that you each, you know, it's like, oh, this one is sour cherry. And this one is like a chocolate bar. And this one is like a churro, you know, and they're all like different, fancy, weird little things. They had a course that they call fish and chips, which is like the most artfully done potatoes you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) It's like literally like take a potato chip and then like stretch armstrong it and like spin it around to make like this like weird feathery shape uh and then they give you like a couple dipping sauces and then more caviar so you can you know that's the fish the fish is the caviar huh um yeah really really cool uh again but kind of a lot also right
0: yeah yeah michael i heard you had a question for us
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, and and maybe this will be me sounding like a crazy person. And I don't nope. I don't think I don't think we've talked about this before, but stop me stop me if we have. So, in the uh I actually I'll, I'll start this with a gripe because I had a gripe that was semi-related to this. Um in uh in the age of COVID, when everyone uh when restaurants all started to move to uh takeout Uh, take out food exclusively and then, you know, slowly moved back towards dining in. Uh, Everyone sort of revamped the menus on their website to the point where now it is difficult to find just a menu on a website. So many websites, unless they're like a, a nice, a nicer sit down place, force you into the ordering menu where you have to like pick a location and a time to pick up before you can see their menu. I can attest to this being a fact. And it, it it drives yeah. me nuts. It's like, I, I just want to see this. the food that you have. Don't make me jump through six. Don't foods. you want to see a
0: picture of it along with being able to order it right then, even though you can't because if, we don't do takeout I, anymore?
1: I don't want it. If I'm just like trying to figure out what's on your menu and if it sounds good, this is a huge amount of time that I don't need to spend.
2: <laughs> or like they're closed because you're looking at this in the morning and you're thinking and about you can't going see to the, the menu later. because it right. says they're closed. they're closed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the worst like actual thing in restaurants. Yes, I hate that so much.
1: So, right. So restaurants, if you're listening, put a PDF of your menu on somewhere on the website. Just let me sure. look at what it is. Uh but that's not the question, although I guess the question is is sort of related, but it has to do with ordering takeout, um, which you know has become much more prevalent now. And the idea of tipping in terms of takeout. And so my question is Am I a crazy person if I want to start tipping based on the previous time I ordered from your takeout? Because tipping, the whole huh. idea of tipping is that you tip based on the service that you got. But with to go, I haven't gotten any service until after I've paid for it. Right. Well, so,
0: you could always tip when you did... go get it unless it's delivery, I guess.
1: Yeah, you could, I guess, although that just it's just one more step, right?
2: I was uh, just going to say and even, I then, have...
1: even then I still don't know if necessarily without like digging into all the boxes um if you know they got everything about the order right. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I this is a problem uh for takeout foods I, and I fully understand it. I think I have just shifted my Belief and understanding of what tipping is, it has nothing to do with service. it is us subsidizing the wages of these people that's what it is, and that's how I think of it now. It's just like I have to tip twenty percent or whatever because otherwise these people make no money uh and they rely on this, so I just expect it now
1: sure, and like that standpoint, I can get behind
2: yeah, because I agree with you otherwise, like especially for stuff that's takeout or you know like a drive through or something where you basically have like two seconds to like look through your order before they're like, can you leave so we can like deal with these other people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> did they, did I even get what I ordered here? Like what is even, ah. And yeah, I, I hate that, that part of that social interaction.
0: I think my uh, tip related to previous services, if they get it wrong too many times, I'm going to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's that too.
0: So, I I focused less on that. I hadn't really thought about it your your way. So, I I hadn't really processed it that much. Cuz there's definitely been some spots where it's just like, you know, the service is what it is because it's takeout, the food is ready, it's hot, but it's like four times in a row they just get it wrong, so we're just going to find another spot. So, you kind know, of that speaks for
2: itself, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one way to to handle it.
2: Yeah, I think think that's the right attitude, Andy, to be like, all right, you know, you get, look, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. No big deal. But if you're ordering takeout from there a few times and you notice more than once or twice they're getting it wrong, now it's time to consider other options,
0: right? Yeah, and we, I mean, we just discussed the orange area, California in general california in general i'm not going to say the county specifically you know because other counties have even more food options but like
2: there's no lack of places there's no
0: lack of places to go and find food and like i'm discovering that we even were driving too far to find things we were you know looking for specific types of food and going further and it's like wait a minute there's actually one just down the street it's just hidden and nobody knows it's there and like
2: you know that kind of thing. So the like local joints and stuff often are like as good or better than the chains. Right.
0: Oh, definitely. definitely. I, I, a thousand percent try to find local joints. Um, one of the Chinese places near us started doing lunch orders and it's like, this is just as expensive. I mean, it's like $1 more than going to Panda express and you get just as much food. So why would I not pay these people a dollar to stay open and make better food? Um, yep. And, you know, I I tipped them because they've generally always gotten the order right anyway. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, on speaking the, of,
2: uh, well, no, no, hold on, actually go. on the food track, I have a question sure, sure, sure. for you guys. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. you know, I, I feel like this happened, I don't know when this happened, uh, you know, but maybe it's a California thing when you guys get water at a restaurant, you know, it, You have to ask for it a lot of times now because there's a whole thing about that in California. Um, But when you get water, do you expect there to be ice in it? I don't think I ever expect there to be
1: ice. I hope there's ice. Uh, Yeah, I hope there's ice, but But do you want ice? Yeah, I do want want ice.
0: I do want ice, but my wife does not want ice. And so oftentimes, I have seen both. I would say I've seen both
2: almost equally. But like your preference is for ice then? Yes. And Michael, you also prefer ice? Well, but in the same boat as Andy, my wife does not. Do you guys drink water with ice like on the regular?
0: Yeah, I fill fill my water bottle with ice and then fill the crannies
1: with water. Uh, I would, but our freezer is... Tiny. It's the on top of the fridge style, and so it is more convenient for us to leave the ice maker tray out of it
2: to fit more things into it. <laughs> but, but I would. Okay, that's very interesting to me. I I don't particularly care. I mean, I like a nice cold water. Um. But yeah, I would say. Hmm. Yeah, I think I I think I am on the side of of ice also.
0: Hmm. Okay. Where, did you have an experience with water? So what brought this up?
2: Uh, I, we were. We, I've been in some long car rides recently. <laughs> we, oh, okay. The topic gotcha. of, of water and ice came up, and I was like, you know, I never really thought about. Like, yeah. I don't know what my expectation is. I guess uh, the fancier the restaurant is, the more I expect there to be ice.
0: Huh. The fancier yeah. the restaurants I've been to, the less chance I've seen ice because they bring it in like a fancy pitcher and pour it into a tiny water glass.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, that's also a thing. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's also true. Uh, yeah, anyway. Whereas, like, at islands, they just plunk down the biggest glass of water you've ever seen and it's already sweating with ice.
2: <laughs> and they it's bring the, the hands. giant the giant pitcher to refill it uh-huh. They had 17 of those giant glasses of water <laughs> sitting on the thing over there just ready for whatever people come in That's yep a deal. yep uh
0: speaking of service issues i'm just gonna put a psa out there i don't know if you guys also have 980 pros uh the ssds like i do uh there is a service bulletin on the 980 pro to make sure that you have it updated to the most recent firmware, uh, or you could possibly have it just not start up one day. So I'm Ooh, just going to put that, that out there.
2: That's bad. I should, uh, should update that. Uh, it's yeah. All those folks. Uh,
0: well, I mean, I have Samsung magician installed, which is actually a pretty decent SSD management app. Uh, if you have all Samsung SSDs it's, and it's pretty great. And it keeps everything up to date in terms of firmware. So by the time I saw this service bulletin, it was already updated. So um, it has something to do with it not correctly writing over old, um, old data. And then all of a sudden, the drive is full and doesn't function. So just get that patched
2: up in case you haven't. We're out here trying to function.
0: Uh Yes, we we are out here trying to function. And you know what? Sometimes they rip the rug out from under you, JJ. I have been playing a game that you haven't played for a while. Apex oh. Legends. Oh. Uh, the crew of... uh, I think we talked a few times about how... Um, Call of Duty was back in my life as a thing to keep in touch with people and play games with them. Um, That new Warzone game ain't good. And I think it finally got to pretty much everybody. Uh, Their subscriber numbers and active player numbers are in the actual gutter. And even diehards have moved on to other games. And so the group that I played with was like, do you guys want to play Apex instead? I said, I know that
2: game. We could play that. (laughs) uh do you do you actually know that game or did you used to know that game i used to know that game <laughs>
0: <laughs> did they have crafting when you played that game sure didn't
2: andrew <laughs> Sure did not.
0: yeah there's like rotating items that are only craftable in game and you have to find materials for crafting in game it's all there's a lot of new systems a lot of new guns we never played with uh it's a the Wild West out there. It's kind of It was kind of fun to get back into it and actually have time to understand it this time, I think, before, like, last time when we tried to get into it, we were just getting killed, like, with no chance of understanding the game. Um, yeah. But enough new people are playing that the new ranks aren't like, oh, I'm dead most of the time. Uh, and the cheaters uh, are starting to pop up because they've all left Warzone also. But uh, it's not as bad. Um, but the, this that
2: meme of the astronauts like always was, no, always was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the cheaters were. Here the, the cheaters, cheaters are here. They always, always were. were.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, they do something weird in the middle of the season, and like I was just saying, they pulled the rug out from under me. I had worked my way up through the ranking system from four to one, and I had like a hundred points left, so which is like two good games from getting to the next rank and being four. So like bronze to silver or whatever, you know, but mid season, if you haven't made it out, they just drop you all the way back down. So I opened up ranks on you, huh? They did. Apparently it's a bug that it dropped me so far. Um, but it's a bug that they are not going to correct. Good luck. Have fun playing all the way back
2: up. So I'm, I'm pretty used to that from playing magic arena who, wherever you get to at the end of the season they drop you down two full tiers so if you're That
0: I was used to that in Hearthstone, right? So like yeah. if I had gone Did down from like 1 to 3, I would have been like, oh, they drop you two tiers, but it was like, no, you have no points, you're back at the beginning. I was like, oh, dang. And then they're like, no, no, it was a bug, I swear. So um I don't know, man. Apex Apex is interesting now. Dude, I mean, it was interesting before um but I think what is cool about it more than maybe what maybe might sustain it longer than the, its other compatriots is like, do you remember when you played the game, the like sliding and how that was like crazy and the like wall running and the guns are kind of
2: well, like all the movement stuff was like fun. You you could yeah. like have fun running around and pretending to be cool. Even yeah. It was, some a characters lot of that have... movement actually just meant that you would just get shot.
0: Sure. But like some characters have jetpacks and grappling hooks. And yeah. Yeah. There one person like can like fly to their bat. And yeah. Uh, and the guns are kind of like crazy and out there too. They look weird. They they all shoot very differently because it's a made up game. And I think one thing I noticed, and I didn't, I brought up Apex because I wanted to ask you guys an opinion about this. The Call of Duty fandom has this weird. Two, two step process to it where like everything has to have like verisimilitude it needs to be like that's the M16 it needs to sound like the M16 it needs to shoot like the M16 it needs to look like the M16 it needs to, it needs to all do these things but at the same time they need to balance a game and it's like what makes this better than that well in the real world nothing but in this game um, it does 56 points of damage and that does 54 points of damage and blah 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 and and that desire to to s- circle those two squares and set them on top of each other creates this weird like uh complain economy of we play the game but we but we play the game to complain about the game and and streamers really I don't uh, this is where I've started to notice it because I try when I'm learning these types of games to catch up with the people that have been playing them longer than me I watch a little bit of like Oh, I'll watch this streamer. They're playing the character I want to play. Right? I want to play that new Vantage sniper girl. Uh, so let me watch this streamer play for an hour. Oh, okay, I kind of get it. the The differences in in the streaming between like the Apex people who are really grinding and trying to get you know ranks and whatever they they're complaining about the other players, but they're not really complaining about the game as much. There are bugs people complain about it, but like it seems to me that that the Call of Duty space really got to like, if you're not complaining, you're not a player. You
2: know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that feels not fun.
2: Is that true, or you just got into it, and then once you are in it, you only see the other people that are in it, and this is how they are?
0: Oh well, I I don't know. I mean, I could tell the game was not in good spot, but I I wasn't really complaining. I, I'm much. not I, really I, saying I, that.
2: I I that,
0: was that, sort like, of the, to I was where wherever the 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 players with me wanted to be right. If they want to play apex, I'll play apex, et cetera. Um, so to me, maybe I was noticing cause of the people I was watching or whatever, but like, it seemed to me that, and I just didn't know if, if you know, did we ever experience this in hearthstone or other games where balance is an issue
2: or oh, things I mean, like that? The, where like the hearthstone, the hearthstone community, at least as long as I was a part of it was nonstop complaining, yeah, like it's just like this deck is what? too good it needs a nerf. This thing is bad. I hate losing it. What this is that blah, about blah,
0: blah. about like a community building thing that has seemed to cause this in in especially competitive games that are popular, right? Hearthstone's popular, Warzone was very popular. Apex doesn't seem to have it as much, but I'm sure with the influx of players it'll start to get that way. Uh what well, I don't you know, if it's bad don't play, you know? Yeah,
2: I don't know. I think I, you get I have an idea, but it's hard to... I see this in Magic, too, to some level. You know, people are like, ah, I don't like these cards, they should ban them or whatever. Interestingly, the thing that you don't hear that I feel like I do hear in video games is, like, people complaining about people that pay a lot of money for them. Mm. And you don't hear that in, like, the card game circles, which is weird because those are way more expensive. Right? Sure. Playing Paper Magic is insanely expensive. That's just, like... Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, I, I think some of it comes from the investment, right? Like the person is invested and feels like they should get something out of it, and then they're not having the fun that they want out of their investment, and they're mm. upset about that. Yeah, with all the new battle passes and everything that people are spending money on in these games, right? Like, I want
1: because to show off my you. skin.
2: Yeah, or, or like I, I, you are forced to, if you want to play optimally or you want to get the most rewards or whatever, play a lot and get really into these games in order to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And then you join a match and just get like headshotted by a bunch of cheaters. And then you complain that, like, this game is just full of cheaters. I can't have any fun and show off my cool skins or whatever. Oh, that's a good point, though. I hadn't, I was kind of going to lay it on the feet of
0: like the, like, oh, the streamers are getting popular because of the complaining. But maybe it is the other way around. You know, they're, they're voicing the frustration of, the design of games now which is like you must there play, are... like oh it's the obey thing but instead
2: it's just play you know what i mean like there you... is also the outrage economy which is also a thing right like uh, yeah people who get popular because they scream and yell at video games and children and people like to watch them scream and yell oh yeah and so they have to be screaming and yelling all the time sure but it doesn't even matter what about they just find something and they're like, oh, this guy's a hacker. I'm the best player. And then it's just like a bunch of garbage, you know. Sure. And so there is a part of it that way, too. Right. Those people who get popular, they have thousands and thousands of viewers. People go, oh, this is the people that play this game just scream and yell about it all the time. And yeah, the news cycle is born. Right.
0: Is there a uh, Michael, is there a complain economy, a outrage economy running around COTC? Have you noticed? Uh, I mean, i'm not active if, enough
1: if if you're on if you're on a reddit for any game there will, <laughs> there is a subset of that reddit that just loves to complain about this game is terrible it's the worst gotcha i've ever played it's just like why are you still here then <laughs> it's it's literally free you don't have I, to play i don't get it <laughs> yeah. um well i mean yeah, and I, I aren't think they to, happy answered to answer something that you were asking about and it's the same it's the same with the cotc community i think sometimes that the like the complainers sort of filter to the top because they're much more willing to just like throw out what their gripe is into public whereas the people who are just having fun and doing their thing are just a number willing to post already and then e- they're turned off even more by all the shouting people online yeah,
2: yeah. it's that review bias right like reviews are either zero stars or five and the people sure. who had like a three star time aren't doing anything yeah yeah that's
0: why i think uh was it it's tim rogers again to the rescue with if it has the most reviews it's probably the best <laughs> it doesn't matter how what the number is sure yeah it's like if it has three stars but it has 10,000 reviews that's the piece of place you want to go to even if the five star place has only 20 yeah uh well i mean are they happy the the cotc got a big update i don't know it's uh there's more and more to do all the time i'm i don't know about you JJ. well first of all i can't really see screens that well they're kind of the light and stuff like that really starts to tire my eyes out and stuff so i haven't been playing very much and things get a little blurry towards the end of the day and whatever but i know jj you picked up and played a little bit more since this latest update and and uh There's towers and all sorts of things we've been chatting about.
2: Yeah, I powered my way through some stuff to try and get some. Pick up a bunch of feats. Also, uh, I've discovered after completing the most recent story chapter, which was good. Y'all like that story chapter?
0: I again, I'm too tired. I have to close my eyes at night. I, I
2: really I can't look at the phone in the dark right now. Andrew that's good for you that's that's called sleeping you should do that
0: no (laughs) yes I understand that that's called sleep but the but the physical like what I used to do is like try to get to bed and play the new story chapter for like 30 minutes a night or whatever I just can't stare at the screen at night in bed for probably a few more
2: weeks no worries I uh did you got through it though Michael
1: yeah I did I did and I I really enjoyed this uh it's it was a fun change of pace um from the the traditional chapter dungeon style yeah
0: i'm not i'm not uh i'm not like just don't spoil the story story but the 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 cool mechanics you guys were describing with the boats sounds really awesome
2: i'm on i'm on a boat man i'm on a boat we, we have taken to the high seas uh the only thing i'll say that i don't like about this whole chapter is why can't i farm the materials in the elites at the tower why you do this to me uh, what? yeah that
1: so that part is there are only four elites in this update the upgrade so stones you can them. get
2: from yeah. the tower but, but the, if you basis... want the base materials
0: no you have to do the yep. base materials just from random standard battles mobs. baby
2: no yeah. oh yeah, yeah. why because they hate me personally <laughs> <laughs> i mean they that's mean to everybody yeah it sucks uh you get a good amount of them. Look, these maps, these sailing maps, are pretty big. i very just, big I felt. So you're going to get a bunch. So hey, don't run from any of those random battles, I guess. Uh, because you need all the mats that drop. Um, I tend not to just to yeah, try and get those feats. Yeah, totally right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got I got several of those feats that came in. <laughs> uh, over the course of this. Um, but yeah, I've been kind of like moseying around through those random battles upgrade my weapons. The job towers, man. Woof. Yeah, they, uh, they are, they're fun and they start out easy and they get hard. I liked uh,
1: I liked them until EX3, EX3. and then oh, I stopped EX, liking them. EX3
0: I beat on both towers, no problem. EX4 uh It's Are we just <laughs> not supposed to win?
2: <laughs> it's I, it's a significant step up, that's what it, I'll
0: say. EX4 and 5 is like, so did you whale? Cuz if you did, you can beat this.
2: I don't think even it's that. Although you know, I I think also it is okay. You have like, I I think even available to us, there aren't that many five star units for either of these classes. There's got to be at least
0: warriors. I I have like warriors is like seven. I think there's like seven.
2: I have four, (laughs) Uh and I I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, and it's not even close to enough. Like. (laughs) You have to have like highly leveled four stars, and like really powerful equipment for everybody. Because especially the warrior one, like you, do you have a random dude that can do fire? <laughs> Hopefully, because mm-hmm. there's probably only a couple in the entire game. Do you have one of them? Uh, you know, one of them's like a three star or something. So get get him in there because <laughs> you need I, a random fire caster. I
0: have seven five star warriors. And even then, it was like EX4 was like, uh, I don't know about this.
2: I don't you know, have. <laughs> yeah, you need really optimized teams. You need really strong equipments and accessories. And you need to be like really, really on top of every single turn, every single break, the most possible damage. And I just like, I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. You know what? I'm not I'm not mad about
1: not being able to do it. I think that was the whole point. Is that the towers are something that they put out. It's going to be recurring every, you know, every four weeks. It'll but not start those over. towers.
0: And it's What? Not those towers. But we won't see those towers. those towers. Those towers we won't see months, again yeah. for four months.
1: Are they rotating in? They, no, that can't be right. Because we don't get another set of towers next month. They're not releasing two different jobs next month. So how do these towers work? They eventually just have eight towers that are there two weeks at a time? I, three weeks at a time. I think so.
0: And then a week off for some reason? Yeah. What is the reason to have it take off time? I don't understand. I did, I, mean, dude, I don't get this the, slow the pace.
2: The slow the pace so of the content don't. is really the answer.
0: I had the impression you got two towers at a time. And then, like, next month, we would get two different towers. And then the month after that, we would get two different towers.
1: No, because we don't get another tower until June. We get oh, two shoot. more in the June in June, and then two more in July.
2: Wow. Oh, so we're going to have, like, three or four resets of these towers before we even get the other ones.
1: Yeah, which is why Any I say ones. I don't think they, they rotate them in pairs. I think all of them just rotate
2: huh that's a really weird choice the game makes some
0: strange decisions man like having 95 different materials in the exchange is also a strange choice yeah yeah i think
2: the the the, i said i enjoyed the challenge of the towers uh up until i hit those ex4 and three floors like then i was like never mind These are hard now. I'll come back later. Yeah, I I finished EX3 on it on both of them. I got the floor wiped with me on EX4, and I was like, okay, let me try. Let me try one time. I'm gonna optimize this group with what I have, like the best stuff. Get all my gear and equipment, and like actually make a lineup. You know, Mm -hmm. and then I still got wiped, and it was not even close. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, (laughs) I tried. (laughs) This ain't for me. This ain't for me.
1: But yeah, yeah, there's something to build towards. I could see that, like
0: eventually, just like ah, I finally have eight five star warriors. We have level seventy weapons. Let's do it. Okay, I could see that. Uh, well, JJ, you want to close us out, man? Uh, it's not just COTC
2: you've been playing, huh? No, I've been uh, I've been dabbling. Uh, I did finally finish uh, Yakuza Ishin. Or, uh, okay. Sorry, Like a Dragon Ishin. Not Yakuza. Uh, that's a, a side story. That was, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're just calling it Like a Dragon now, which is Like Like a Dragon's its, its own thing. Anymore. Like
0: uh what's the other series they have? Judgment?
2: Yeah, I guess. I, I think all the games are just going to be called Like a Dragon from now on. No, no more than Yakuza in the title? Yeah, I guess. Oh okay. Um, which is annoying because now they're not all lined up in my in my my game list anymore. <laughs> yeah Uh, thanks a lot yeah uh think of the people right serious um but i started uh started dabbling in a good old computer rpg uh called pathfinder wrath of the righteous which is a sequel to the pathfinder kingmaker that came out several years ago i don't know anything about Uh, this Pathfinder, big like D and D style kind of game. Oh, I know Pathfinder. Yo, yo, it's I just, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to set the stage for folks. Sure. Uh, oh, yo, it's folks, a big right? fantasy yes. world. Yeah, we are on a podcast technically. You, um, we
0: do have to talk
2: to people, huh? Pathfinder is a system. Right. We've talked about Pathfinder
0: yes. because they're uh, they were in the news with oh right, uh, yes, that whole thing with yeah with the two e rule changes and all that. Yeah, D&D trying to shoot themselves in the foot yeah. as hard as is possible to do. So the alternative Pathfinder system to D&D's system it also has been responsible for making some pretty good games.
2: Yeah, uh, so this is still pretty D&D-ish. Um, sure. You know, it's big fantasy world. Yo, there are demons, and you got, like, orcs and tieflings and, you know you're fighting hell actually and shocker you know yeah uh, a bunch of uh crazy stuff in like the abyss and a bunch of uh interesting stuff so I, you know it's been fun to go on yeah. a little sword and sorcery adventure and have a dude who's like a angel oracle guy that can hit people with the holy stuff and make them explode light i'm good you die kind of stuff <laughs> Uh it's been very silly um it's been fun to like dabble around in that you know it's one of those games where like they don't have a set way to play, so you can kind of do any number of different things and it's very easy to resolve quests in different ways if you're good versus evil or have this group of people or a different group, right. I'm glad to
0: see that they made actual Pathfinder so it's just like a side side d and d
2: related thing yeah, uh, it's been. Out for I think a year now. Uh, this is like the enhanced edition. Um, yeah, I've been really enjoying just like poking around at that. This is going to be a banner year for RPGs, I suspect. We've already had several good ones that we talked about on here. There's um, more coming. There's more coming. I know uh, Baldur's Gate three is coming out this year, supposedly. The supposedly. Uh, I know Andrew has been eagerly awaiting that uh, that Star Wars one. Is that
0: a role-playing game? <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to level up and stuff. I, that's an RPG, right? We,
0: I think we started this discussion a while ago about a specifically Star Wars and like, like what, how can a JRPG and a, a Dark Souls both be RPGs? Like the the genre is so broad now, you know? But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Star Wars is coming.
1: Um, Aiden, Zelda, Aiden. Is that actually coming this year? Which one, Aiden? Aiden? I think so, so. I think it's yeah. supposed to come this year.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, crazy. That would be Diablo? Awesome. Oh right, yeah, Diablo 4. Uh, sea of Stars.
0: I'll probably try. I'll probably try Diablo.
2: Oh I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm down to play some Diablo. I played I don't know Diablo why. 2 Resurrected quite a bit. I like that.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I just... I think of the time I put into D3 and for a game that, again, the complaint economy around it was quite large. I didn't have that many complaints about it. I put a lot of time into it. So if D4 is similar to D3, I think I'll be fine.
2: I'm in. I don't think I'm going to pay them for early access. Heck Looks no. I get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like... I'm not even like buying games pre-order. I'm like wait until they come out because so, stuff has happened recently. Games that are big deals come out, and then it's like, oh no, this game is a is a, on fire, and we sh- yeah. no one should have bought it. I
0: pre-purchased. Uh, we can talk about this for three minutes. I pre-purchased that Star Wars game. I wanted to make a statement with my dollar. That I was willing to pay full boat retail early for them to stop making online-only connected blah, blah, blah games. Just make single-player RPG fun games.
2: It's going to be depressing when this comes out and it turns out you have to be online all the time (laughs) to play it. Supposedly not. We'll see. Who knows? I I have no idea. They don't yeah. talk about multiplayer, so that's a good sign.
0: There is no multiplayer. Nice. Uh, as far as I understand it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was a good decision. I, we generally on this podcast, not even generally, very specifically, say almost don't even buy games until they're on sale. You know? Because... Mm-hmm there's just so much out there but i
2: will say i got this pathfinder game for like deep discount yeah deep yeah it's
0: i don't know i don't know if i'm making the right statement or not but i i just wanted to put it out there i thought about it for a while and i still did it i'm excited it's a game that i haven't i haven't been excited excited like i've been happy and glad and whatever but like looking forward to a game coming out has been for a little while uh, you know. So there you go. Anyway, uh, if people are looking forward to stuff, or if they have three DS stories for us to talk about, because we're gonna do that.
1: Oh yeah, get those in. What uh? What's yeah, the deal, Leo? Where are they at, Michael? They can send those to podcast at we were dot com. Uh, we're collecting responses. We'll respond to some number of them. Our favorites uh, in an yeah. upcoming episode here. Make it good.
0: Uh, otherwise, we won't even talk about it.
1: We'll make the cut. Um, <laughs> wow. we, need your, we need your comments to be at least two Michelin star comments.
0: Oh, yes. Oh. It must have service and quality. <laughs> so prime.
1: Um, they can also get us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We were gamers on all those places. Uh, you should go check out our YouTube um, for some fun uh, bonus content. nicely curated for us by Andy. I do that I do that Yeah
0: Yeah we gotta show off your uh, Show off your skills I mean They're not crazy good But it is fun to make those things uh, And you know they think it hits so. As long as yeah. people are watching them there We'll keep putting them there